Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? I hope you're looking up because the moon is growing to its fullest. It's the second full moon of August. It's a blue moon. It's going to be a super moon, which means it's the moon's at its phase where it's closest to Earth, so it looks bigger than it usually does. So if you're looking up, you're going to see that moon. And if you're looking up in the morning, just before the sun rises to the east, you might have noticed that Venus has made its return as the morning star. And I just love that. I love when Venus shows back up in the sky. So I want to talk a little bit about Venus finishing its retrograde, the other planets that are in retrograde. And I also want to talk about this super blue moon. There is so much in the in the astrology and the cosmic waves right now, the cosmic currents are speaking to us really completing and finishing a phase. We are coming into an ending of things and it's time to start manifesting, embodying and working on, on a day-to-day third dimensional embodied level of like into the future. We want to start to build into the future. How we do that is by what we do today, yesterday, and today, build tomorrow. So I want to talk a little bit about these cycles and how we can use this moment in time to really deepen our sense of presence on the planet, our frequency and vibrational resonance through true embodiment. Just being in the body and letting that breath and that circulation move energy, create more energy, let it be expressive and free. Because we have to live it, y'all. It's time to live it now. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. But let's take a moment to tune into our center of gravity. Feel that presence, our anchoredness in the earth. And so often when we do this core calibration phase in the sessions, it's, it's a meditation in itself. It's an opportunity to practice being in the moment. And I was thinking about embodiment and how we need to micro move, like just doing these little micro meditations, micro movements throughout the day can make a huge difference in our in our ability to drop in at any given point. So we want to be able to do that at any given point, but we also want to be able to sustain it too when things are shifting and changing. And so part of this core calibration embodiment practice that I offer at the beginning of every sesh is designed. It's, it's a practice that I do and it's designed, I feel it, anchoring me into the earth, opening up my center of gravity so that I can feel available and ready to catch messages, to receive and tune in to messages and feedback I'm being given from the outside world, but also to be able to tune into that feedback and, and presence that, and resonance that's happening within. So by opening my center of gravity and really 
grounding myself and calibrating my core, feeling that auric range of motion of my field, I can tune in on a whole nother level on a sensory and extrasensory level. And, you know, I've, I'm going to keep saying this, this is the chant, like moving into the future, we need strong nervous systems. We need a strong body, mind, spirit, and we need a strong nervous system. A lot of that is through our circulation. So we get this from circulating the breath. So you're going to inhale and exhale in your own timing. The inhale follows the exhale, follows the inhale. And there's not a right or wrong because it's yours. And as you tune into your breathing, start to feel grounded. Feel yourself rooted. Rooted where you are on the earth right now, wherever you are on this planet. Just take a moment to root into the earth that surrounds you. As you ground that energy, you can visualize an anchor from your core, like a golden anchor. It can be whatever color you want. Mine's gold. Like a golden thread from me to heaven, from the earth to heaven. I line up along with it. I'm going to sink that golden root into the earth and allow it to, to drive as deep as I can visualize without stressing or strain because there's no right or wrong. And once I feel that anchor grounded, then I'm going to start to feel the oppositional energy, the rise up from that rooting. So we root and then we rise up through our center, central axis, through our center of gravity, through all seven chakras, through the crown and out into the field, up into space, as far as I can visualize. Kind of like a quasar. <laughs> Energy, vertical axis, up and down, full. From that vertical point, when you feel grounded and anchored in that vertical point, use your breath and your visualization to feel into the horizon, the horizontal field, the space that's around you to the sides, the space that's behind you and in front of you. And as you breathe deeper, you want to open your field up a little more. I haven't said this in a while, but I often use the visualization of the Glenda, the good witch bubble. We all have a little space bubble that we're inhabiting. And it's just a matter of how strong is your bubble. Some people's bubbles are pretty weak. But when we do this practice, we get a strong sense of our field, of our center of gravity within the field. And one of my practices through breathing, through Pilates, yoga, kundalini meditation, is I like to think of it as a way of expanding, actually opening that aura so that the bubble grows bigger in all the directions and dimensions. And really not just like as an, like an, an unstable bubble that grows too fast and then pops, but more like a bubble in a field that that's fortified and strong in movement. We call these things range of motion. Like when you go to reach your arm up, if you have a limited, you may or may not have a limited range of motion. We all have a range of motion when we move our limbs, when we move our body, it's a it's where we go when as far as we can go and still be centered, still be organized within our center of gravity. 
And that's the true range of motion. I'm looking to enhance and amplify my auric range of motion. So I do that through this visualization technique and through my breathing. And so oftentimes when I feel myself ungrounded or being thrown off balance by outside feedback is usually how it is, or my own mind, when I'm aware of it, I acknowledge it. I take the deep breath. I, I root into the central center gravity. And then I find that vertical axis from earth to heaven And then the horizontal axis, my peripheral field, the front and back, and then really start to circulate that energy through the auric range of motion of my my space bubble. (laughs) So you can practice this. And, you know, the more times you do it, the better. Micro tune in in is good for your embodiment. Now, here's the other thing that I want to talk about because That tuning in, the word tune, I use it very intentionally because we are like instruments. We are all emitting a sound or a vibrational frequency. Every single living thing is. Everything is energy. So in that that regard, there's a frequency being emitted from every living thing, from all things. What we want to try to do is have a strong vibrational resonance. We want our energy and our presence to be so clean and clear that our frequency is clean and clear. By emitting a clean and clear frequency, then we can receive clean and clear frequencies. This is like all about intention and manifestation. I call it a vibrational resonance because I think it's important to resonate with the cosmos rather than become dissonant with the cosmos. Now there's a time and a place There's a time and a place to shake things up. But again, not at the expense of my center of gravity. I can go off center and be a little dissonant or rock out, as I like to say sometimes. I like to rock out, you know, but also understanding the difference between the two and how the energy is very telling. Like if I'm out of balance and I'm throwing my weight around and my energy around, it's obvious in the feedback from like the way the world responds to me, people, my cat more things keep coming. You know, it's like whatever you're emitting, whatever frequency you're emitting, you're bringing back into you. It's reflective, you know? So this is also why by holding a, and being consistent and I don't want to use the word hold by sustaining in a natural organic way, a, a rhythmic vibrational presence, a nice steady pace and beat that pulse, that rhythm, that tide or that current it's going to be mirrored by the people around me. Our nervous systems are speaking to each other is the point. I'm over here tiptoeing, but the truth is, is our nervous systems are speaking to each other. Our vibrations are speaking to each other. We don't even have to use words. And I'm encouraging all of us, I'm doing this myself, and I'm encouraging you as, as a listening person, as someone that's tuned in right now, I'm encouraging us all to to practice the communication through the sensory and extrasensory realm. Because by doing so, you'll become more responsible for your realm, your vibrational frequency. When you're tuned in on an extrasensory level, you understand the, the gentle nuances, the subtle nuances of, of vibrations, of a presence, of an intention, of an emotion, of a thought. I mean, this is how we get better at being ourselves. It's that we are fine tuning ourselves like instruments. 
And so tuning in, tuning in is a powerful skill set that we use to calm our nervous system, but to also find the energy when we need it. So, and it takes a lot of courage. Frankly, it takes a lot of strength and courage to hold a positive high vibrational frequency consistently, you know, and nobody's there 100% of the time. That's not what we do here. That's not human. That's not humanity. Humanity is designed to sway, to ebb and flow, just like the moon, just like the tides, high tides and low tides. It's about understanding where we are in those rhythms and then riding the wave in relationship to our understanding of the cycle. It's so deep because here's the other thing. I use the word center. I use the phrase center of gravity a lot. And from an embodiment perspective, when we are in our center of gravity, our systems, our, our vital organs, our systems that, that make our humanity, our human body function, have more capacity to function at the highest level. Like they're more efficient, they're more, there's more circulation, there's more vitality. And then there's also more detoxification that can happen when we are in our center of gravity. It's even more enhanced by opening and expanding our sense of self through that center of gravity. So by decompressing joints, stretching and opening limbs, opening the system and circulating through the breath and calming the mind and heart, these all have an effect on our center of gravity and our, our ability to function at our highest capacity. So also that saying, what I was just talking about as far as our vibration and our presence emitting a, communicating a frequency, so to speak, communicating a vibe, when we're open from our center of gravity, we can communicate more effectively and clearly. Now, I use the thought of the word and the phrase gravity to actually start to, to, to think of gravity more like focus or weight. Sometimes weight and focus and gravity can be almost in one, one place too much. And you can feel it on a physical level. Like sometimes when you have a really tight body part, it's like, there's a lot of gravity there. If I can use my visualization, my breath, my mind, and my feeling in my heart, my intention to actually move the gravity and distribute it. So it's more, so it's more equally distributed throughout the system. I can create more healing. Well, this is true for like the quantum field. When we focus, we put focus and energy or gravity on something, things happen. So I've been thinking a lot about gravity as a loving thing and then how to use gravity effectively in my physicality, in my mind, and with my emotions. So that when I see gravity or sense or feel the gravity, I can either be with it or move it and distribute it accordingly. Now, what happens when we distribute and move it? As we start to move energy through an open system, embodied system, we create more radiance in our field. We, we get lighter. We get more vibrant. More, we get healthier. There's a shine and a radiance that occurs. This is a freedom and a, an expressive glow that comes, that comes only from, that, that's so unique to each and every one of us when we're centered and grounded and focused and in our radiance. You know, I mean, this is, 
So again, we can't be here all the time, but the object of the, my intention through core calibration is to tune into my center of gravity, to be able to move that center of gravity with grace, intentional gravity, vibration, presence, so that I can start to radiate, shine, manifest, express, be at my highest capacity, my highest potential. And, uh, you know, what else is fun is sometimes we're not there because we need perspective. So when you're, you know, there, we're never always there. And, and that's a good thing because when you are out of center or feeling off balance, or you're feeling out of sorts, then you can make your way back. It's like, we, we want to know where we are. So sometimes that tide is low and you need a little muster up a little more energy. So that's okay. If you have a practice, then you can get there a little bit more effectively than if you didn't have a practice, if you lingered in the energy of it. And, you know, this is, again, this is, we need to become super agile, mind, body, and spirit. It's agility and our emotions with, with our ability to shift our emotions when necessary, agility and being able to shift our body when necessary, to be able to shift our mind and, you know, this is we, being able to shift and change is the name of the game when it comes to these mutable signs like Virgo, like Pisces. Mutability is a transformation and change. These are the signs. So when we talk about astrology, you know, the solar cycle takes place through the seasons and the signs that represent the end of the season, these are mutable signs because the ending phase of a season has so much of that. There's the ending and we can also feel the coming on of the new can feel its effects, even if we're not there yet. So we're getting visceral, we're getting visceral experiences through our senses around what's to come while we're still processing where we've been while being here in the moment. So these mutable signs are powerful. So that would be Virgo and Pisces, in Sagittarius and Gemini. These are the mutable signs of the Zodiac. So with the sun being in Virgo, this final phase of summer, we are in this place where we're learning about, or like I said, we're kind of processing where we've been so far. And if you start with the, like if I love talking about the evolution of the Zodiac and like when you make your way through the evolution of the Zodiac, you understand this cycle, this grand solar cycle that happens that we go through once a, a calendar year, once a cycle. And so it begins with Aries, that spark of life at the beginning of spring. And there's a will to live to experience, to be. Then we face through the Taurus, which is understanding the world through our senses. We start to taste, touch, see, hear, feel. We're experiencing the world through our senses. By the time we evolve through the sign of Gemini, it is a mental experience. We're intellectualizing and conceptualizing the world through what we've learned. By the time we get to the sign of Cancer, it's an emotional experience. We're processing the world through our feelings, through our emotions. Then we go through the phase of Leo, which is this creative phase of, well, if I can experience the world through my senses, through my mind, through my emotions, what can I create? 
There's a really empowered, creative charge that comes from an empowering charge that comes from the Leo energy. And it's really about expressing the self. And now at the sign of Virgo, we are integrating that which we've learned through our senses, through our mind, through our emotions, and our self-expression of that. We're learning to integrate and balance and prepare for the change that comes in the fall, which is the sign of Libra, which is outside feedback in other. So a lot of times people talk about the first six signs of the Zodiac, Aries through, through Virgo is, are the signs where we are working on an internal personal level. So if the first six houses of the, of the chart are internal, it's self-work, internal work, self-processing, self-realization, self-acceptance, developing the self through critical thinking. This is all Virgo stuff. Discernment, so important. It becomes very precision-oriented, organizing, detail-orienting, putting things together, integrating and bringing them to a place where it's a whole oneness, preparing for outside feedback. Because that's the whole thing is like, if you're going to work with outside, if you're, when you prepare to, to enter, to interact with others, you, you, you get ready. Like if you're going to the party, you get ready, you get yourself ready, and then you go and interact with the others. And that's what Virgo represents. It's about getting the self ready. Self-realization, self-acceptance, self-actualization. And so Virgo is an earth sign too. It's a mutable earth sign. So we're grounding it in the third dimension. And we want to practice and apply (laughs) practical application of our experiences that we're getting, the visceral experiences that we gain and gather through our senses and now through our extrasensory system. Now with this full moon, so the opposite sign, full moons are always sun opposite moon. And so we look, what's the opposite sign of Virgo? Pisces. And I love this axis. This is a very interesting axis because you have that grounded, practical, discerning quality of Virgo opposed by the liberated, free, unbound, spiritual aspect of Pisces. It's so liberated. It's so free. And I mean, there's no boundaries when it comes to Piscean energy, which is the complete opposite of Virgo, where they are discerning and organizing to a precision, to a point. And so it's a beautiful, the axis through these axis of these full moons and, you know, the polarity, the, the hermetic principle of polarity, we work the opposite to find the balance within because they're both right. And we want to find both and with the Pisces and the Virgo energy when we work a polarity. So this full moon, this super full moon is occurring on August 30th at 7.35 PM mountain time. And what makes it super is that it's the moon is in its phase when it's closest to earth. And so when the moon is closest to earth, it looks the biggest. So it's a super moon. It looks fuller than it ever. It will look fuller than the rest of the moons that, the, that have occurred this year and that will continue to occur this year. So it is the fullest moon that we're going to see. It's closest to earth. 
the other thing is that it's a blue moon, which means it's the second full moon of this month of August. So we had a full moon on the first and then we have a full moon on the 30th. So it's a blue moon. And I, I just want to say this too, because we talk about natural time. I talk about natural time a lot in this pod. And the thing about it is natural time really comes back to the sun and the moon for me. And one of the big, the, one of the big revelatory moments for me with this, the moon cycle was understanding that what blue moons were, because we basically get a blue moon once a year. We have for every calendar, Gregorian calendar year that we count, there's 13 full moons that occur within that year on average for the most part. Sometimes it's a 13 new moon. So there's 13 moons that occur in a 12 month cycle for the most part. And uh, that was really interesting to me because I like mapping time by the moon. And, you know, when you go to the natural cycle, that it, it's more organic when you're following these moon phase. One moon is one month, you know, from the new moon back to the new moon, that's one full month. And so when we come to these blue moons, the second full moon of the, of this month, it's special. It brings out this understanding of like the, for me, it brings up the understanding of that, like that, the calendar and scheduling that society, Western society is living on is not natural and it's fine. We live in it, but, um, I do the best I can to, to stay in natural time. It's one of my highest priorities too, with living in rhythm is all about living in natural time. Okay. So that's the super blue aspect of the full moon. Now a full moon in Pisces, Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. It is the ending where we, and then we begin again with the Aries. And so with this full moon, we got the, this super blue moon occurring in Pisces and it's the moon is conjunct Saturn in Pisces at Saturn's at three degrees. The, the moon's at seven degrees. And, um, yeah, it's when I look, when I saw this, I was thinking like, wow, we are really you know, with our intuition and our guidance and our spiritual practice, we're being asked to show it, show something in the third dimension out. Like we have to anchor and root something here. And that's what the Saturn is doing. The Saturn is asked, is giving us an, a channel, a place, a, 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 a way to actualize and realize some things in the third dimensionality of this world. And so that's why the embodiment piece to me is being, is, is coming through so loud. It's like the best way to, to work third dimensionality, so to speak, is by, through my body. And then through my senses, like by making food, by making art, by putting things out, like I want to have something that I can touch, taste, see, smell, hear. Like I want to have a visceral experience of some sort with this creative, spiritual, conscious energy that's coming through right now. And also with that, with that moon being conjunct Saturn, it also means it's opposing this full moon or this, this full moon, which is it's opposing the sun. So the sun and the moon are both at seven degrees. The sun's in Virgo, the moon's in Pisces. Saturn also being conjunct that moon, then opposing the sun is showing the sun basically is 
like shining the flashlight. It's showing the light, shining the light and illuminating that which we, we need to work on and bring into, to bring into form, to bring into matter on this earth right now. Saturn is material, structure, form. It's government, it's authority, but it's, it's form. It's a form, matter. And so we're spiritualizing in a material way and not spiritual materialism, <laughs> although that is part of it. There's a lot of spiritual materialism going on. It's like, if you got the right, you know, there's the materialism of like, oh, if you got the right shoes and the right bag and the right clothes and you're wearing the right color and you got your hair the right way, then you're, you know, then you know, that's just spiritual materialism. The embodiment comes from the vibration that we emit from our presence so I always bring up that Bob Marley song, who feels it knows it. Like you, we, we want to start to tune in on this extrasensory level so that we can see and sense when somebody's not fully, you know, or when something's off, somebody, something, or we also want to be able to use it to, to finesse our own, our own capacity to communicate our own clear communication, our, our effective communication. So you do that through your embodiment, communicate effectively through your embodied presence. And so again, this, this full moon is like asking for me, I'm sensing this, this Virgo opposite Pisces and Saturn business. It's asking me, I'm like, I'm using it as a way, as a means to practice that materializing, that manifesting and spreading and grounding my spiritual practice with precision, with discernment. It's like, if you haven't been on your mat, get on your mat. If you haven't meditated in a few days, meditate. If you haven't meditated in a few years, you know, if you haven't taken a walk, like an exercise and like got your heart pumping, do it. You know, it's like move your body, calm your mind, clear your nervous system. Clean it. Because the Pisces energy is also asking us, like, you want to get high? You want to be high spiritually, vibrationally, in your presence, in your capacity to, to have a fulfilling life? You got to be discerning. You got to be able to think critically. You got to be able to have some self-actualization, some self-acceptance, to know who you are and where you are and how you are. It's the way we show up on this earth with grace, clarity, love above all. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. <laughs> uh, the other thing about this moon, this full moon, is that the sun is conjuncting Black Moon Lilith. And I've been talking about Black Moon Lilith a lot. She's a rebel. She's also reclaiming her power. It's like a, back to this thing again of these endings, like we're ending the patriarchy, right? We, and we're also finding that balance between like toxic femininity too. We don't want toxic masculinity and we don't need toxic femininity either. There's a grace and balance to this time right now. And I feel like this, Black Moon Lilith is tempering that, you know, 
it, I feel like it's, she's tempering the, the, the feminine uprising, <laughs> just like the Venus rising, um, in a way where it's like, again, we want to be graceful and embodied and we want to have a balance like the extremes, it's, un, it's great to understand the extremes, but the middle way is the key right now. So as we, as we shed these layers of the Piscean age and the, the old age, like there's nothing wrong with Pisces. We want to keep some of that, what we learned from that Piscean energy. There's a, there's a high consciousness that's liberated through the Piscean energy. And that's very beautiful and enlightened. That's enlightened. So you need to take that enlightenment to another level. And so watch, watch for the backslides because there is a major backslide happening right now. And again, it's like so tempting to fall into the other, the oppositional extreme. And sometimes when we do that, we find ourselves, we can find ourselves in a place where we are actually disempowering others while we're empowering ourselves. And the truth is, is like back to those mirror neurons, uplift yourself, uplift someone else. We, we want as many of us to go as possible, you know? And it's like, it's okay to notice and acknowledge that like, not everybody's with it. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of levels going on right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of layers and levels going on and I just feel like it's to each their own. But all I do know is that I'm uplifted and amplified when I see somebody holding the vibe. It's like, it helps me, it brings me right back up. And then, so boom. And I just, I'm, I'm watching my vibrational presence and resonance, resonance so that I can sense I want to sense. That's a lot of. I want to be able to sense and tune into if something's trying to bring my frequency down, or lower my my charge. You know, lower my energy or suck my energy. I want to be able to to identify that and and hold my frequency so that hopefully somebody people come up. We all want to meet. We all want to come up together. We're all climbing this mountain, and everybody's going up. It's just a matter of when are you going up. <laughs> You know, I've decided, especially over these last few years, I've just, I've made a decision. I'm not, I, there's a great Almond Brothers song. I ain't wasting no more time. God, listen to that song. It's so good. I'm like deep into the Almond Brothers family right now. I've been in it my whole life, but like, my gosh, that music is really hitting. The trucks, Tedeschi, Widespread, Almonds, <laughs> Government Mule, Colonel Bruce. Oof, it's good. But anyways, back to this, like there, listen to that song because it's like, yeah, I'm not wasting time no more because time goes by like pouring rain, running after the subway train. You know, we just, there, it is so precious. It is the thing we have and we can't get it back. And the energy right now is so great that there is a lot of distractions and side tractions, side show attractions that will just take you right off the trail and into a state of lack of, into a state of like, of 
holding. You're basically a holding pattern or a lack of focus. And, and I, I just feel like this is more like, these are the days right now we've got to be on a day by day, precious one day at a time level in your own timing, like working on you, building your vitality and your health and your presence on this planet, being your, being you yourself, healthy, vital, happy, that's what we want. That's what we want. And the more of us that are doing that and holding our own, the more can come. I mean, invite the people around you to come, not by telling them what to do and, and telling them how to be, but by embodying, being a living example through your embodiment. Your vibe is communicating. You have to do nothing but be working on yourself, anchored through your presence, through your vibrational resonance. Letting that soul shine through your radiance. Letting that energy be a positive healing force on this planet. And if, you, if that's far away, if you're feeling like on your, you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're depressed or you're feeling heavy or anxious or you know, like there's a lot of things or you're healing from something. I just injured my toe the other day. Like two, It was a couple, few weeks ago. I'm healing now, but oh my gosh, like... When, when I'm, you know, I, I'm just, I do not want to take my health and vitality for granted. None of us should. And the thing is, is like, we, we have to meet the world where we're at. So, you know, I couldn't walk across the floor very fast like I used to do. And so I, one step at a time, take my time. I'm not going to rush it. I'm tuning into my center. I'm going to give it what I can today, here and now. And so when I think of all these things that are coming up, this, especially this retrograding, it's about here and now being here and now and present with my vibrational resonance, being embodied as much as I can here and now the way I want to see the world, you know, it's that golden rule. So about these retrogrades, there's a lot of planets retrograding. And I know there's a lot of talk around retrogrades and I, I say this every time, like I do not fear the retrograde because it's basically a moment in time to review, rewind, rewrite, relax. I'm calling this one the reckoning. We're coming back. We're coming to terms with some things. There's a lot of self, there's a lot of acceptance going on right now, I think, or I'm hoping at least in my world there is. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's like a reckoning of the moment of here and now, of where we are in time and space, that we really are in this moment where we have a choice to fall back into the old ways and to old paradigms or to move forward. And I've been saying this for months. A lot of this, these eclipsing, the, these nodals, it, it shows up in the nodes all the time, but we are really in a, in a phase right now where it's more important than ever for us to work on ourselves and like how we're going to show up in this world, like our frequency, our presence, our embodiment, you know? And so back to this retrograde, there's a moment to review. We're reviewing a lot and on so many aspects. And it's like this, we're in this window between the Piscean age and the Aquarian age. And it's this really, the information, if you understand the Zodiac, you can really use the phasing from Aquarius into Pisces, into Aries, and vice versa, the back and forth between those 
three signs to gain some insight into how to work this time. So let me talk though about what the planets are, what planets are actually retrograding. We've got Venus and we got Venus retrograding in Leo, Mercury retrograding in Virgo. We have Jupiter will be retrograding in Aries on September 5th. We have Uranus retrograding in Taurus, Saturn retrograding in Pisces, Neptune retrograding in Pisces, and Pluto rep- retrograding in Capricorn. Now those are just the planets. And then the nodes are retrograde. The North and South node are retrograding as well as Chiron is retrograding. So it's a heck of a lot of rewind and rewrite. I also want to say though, that Venus is going direct on the third. So of September. So that's interesting. So by the time the third rolls around, we'll have Venus, Mars going direct, and then the sun and the moon obviously continuing to go to, to go direct. So with all of this retrograde, again, what it's making me think about is this moment in time, this Aquarian dawn that we are living in, in this moment in time, we are giving, I feel in my heart of hearts that we are being given an opportunity to With the retro rewind, we can sort of bend and shape time and space (laughs) and use our gravitational focus and energy and our vibrational resonance and presence to actually shape, to, to like shift Everything's transitioning right now. And even, you know, the sun being in the mutable sign, there's like, there's so much change and transformation. We're being given with this retrograde an opportunity to slow down the, the moment, to, to slow down time and space, to, to reconcile with what is so that we understand where we've been and where we are in order to point our focus and our gravity and our energy where we're trying to go. So we can use this, this reckoning retrograde to actually slow things down, to bend the time, to make space in order to start to plant the seeds and get the momentum going in the direction that we want us to go in our lives. So I'm serious. Like you can, turn the ship around right now. Like you, if you've been going, if there's something you're trying to walk away from, evolve from, grow from, learn your lesson through, change, transform, you know, it's like, if you're ready to, if you're ready, this is a powerful time to do it. This is where we take these steps. And some of us have been doing this. Like we, I started some big, powerful transformation stuff when Venus went retrograde in Leo. I've been working on my self-expression and my own radiance and, and not so much through like the pod and through social media and blah, 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 just through my day-to-day showing up and living, like getting, taking pride in, in being graceful in my everyday presence, in my everyday resonance. And I just feel like it's, it's been really healing and I feel like we have more work to do with these other retrogrades. This, it's kind of like the reckoning of, again, like the end of the old way. 
like coming to terms with the old way and starting to really embody, like I've been saying this for months, but like it is now to like, if you haven't, if you haven't kicked it into gear, now's the perfect time to kick it into gear, to start to take the steps that are, that you feel are going to move you into your, your version of the Aquarian Dawn, your version of what it means to be a human being on this planet in a new time, in a new age, evolved from the heaviness of what we've been through these last few years, especially made, made so made room for so much transformation. Many of us have been on this path for lifetimes, this lifetime and others. It's, this is a very sacred time to be on the earth and so your presence is needed your loving grounded high vibrational frequency is requested to show up and be one of the living in rhythm (laughs) you know look up look out look within and and start to really like Use your own your use your 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 own sense of self, your own self realization. Like realize who you are and and your potential, and start to to take baby steps or big steps. Doesn't matter. Like whatever your rhythm and your timing is is great. But this is where we crown ourselves and we own our we own our power and we start to show up in the day to day world with it. No apologies. Yeah. So. Whew, I wish you so much love and and support on that process. And and I, I I know that we can do this. I believe in I believe in me, and I believe in you. If you're listening, if you've made it this far, I think you believe in you too. So <laughs> we're all here for each other. We have to show love and support wherever we can. And part of that is just through the embodiment, showing up day to day. Let your soul shine, y'all. You can do this. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. And if you want to show some love back, if you want to support my work, book a sesh, subscribe to the pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like it, share it leave comments, you know, do the things, show some love and, uh, no, either way I can feel it because it's a vibrational thing (laughs) and it's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? So until next time, much love and respect y'all. Peace. Peace.